Disruptive CEO Nation is the place where young entrepreneurs and company founders tell it like it is when it comes to their journey, vision, technology, culture, and whatever they feel like. Your host, Allison K. Summers, believes how you choose to play the world is completely up to you, and her guests prove it. Now let's get disruptive. Hi, this is Allison Kay. Welcome to this episode of Disruptive CEO Nation. We are taking a little trip for our guest this week. We are heading over to Estonia. And what I love about our guest is not only is it somebody that's moving and shaking business while they're still in their 20s, but you know we can talk about innovation and disruptive um, and all sorts of things that sound really cool and zooty, but sometimes we really need transformation in the business chain and in how we get things produced and it will help everyone with all of their businesses. And so that's why I'm excited about our guest today. He is going to tell us what he is doing to transform business. So with that, I would like to welcome Martin to the show. Martin, introduce yourself to our audience. Hi, Alison. Thank you very much for the kind, uh, kind welcome. Uh, my name is yeah, Martin Morens. Uh, I'm from Estonia, uh, and I'm the CEO and co-founder of uh, Fractory. Uh, Fractory is a online manufacturing platform connecting engineering companies with manufacturing companies. So what we do is we streamline the outsourcing process in the manufacturing industry. And uh, in just uh, one, less than one and a half years, we have become from... Um, from a company that is making small manufacturing orders to a company that is getting orders from uh, giants like Siemens, ABB, and, and CERN, for example. Well, and I want to come back to what you do as a company, because I got to say, when I visited your website, it made me want to design something and give it to you guys to produce so that I could have it in my home. Um, but tell us, uh, you know, you've had tremendous success in a short period of time, but tell us your founder's story. How did you get to where you are today? Absolutely. Uh, and I do understand that uh, this industry that we are working in might not be familiar because it's a very traditional one that is usually uh, in, uh, in the back offices of everything that is ma manufactured. But uh, the way uh, Fractory started was basically from my own problem. So I'm a mechanical engineer by trade. I was working uh, for five years in the industry. Um, I was working with different companies and, and in every single one of them, I saw how much time and I had to put that time in as well. Uh, it took to uh, outsource something that was, um, was custom des designed. So a company that is building, producing something, they don't always have the machinery and we didn't have that machinery as well. So when I designed something, I, I knew that I had to outsource it. And what I had to do was uh, send out emails to tens, tens of different companies, and, uh, and it took quite a while, and, and, uh, and that's where I noticed the problem. And, um, and it just kind of struck me that, uh, well, there are companies on either side of the email chain, uh, both have their information, but there's nothing properly connecting them. And what I noticed was that it can be done automatically. So together with two co-founders, um, one of them is more on the sales side and the other one is a brilliant developer. So we started to build the system that would streamline, again, the, the outsourcing process. 
Well, and I think that's what I, I said is, is, you know, I, I find, you know, the laser cutting and I find the piece of, um, you know, you're fulfilling the supply chain and, and also helping these other people that have the equipment fill gaps in their production. Um, and so I think that's, that's so great. Now, so you solved, you went to solve a problem that you had for the market. And let's talk about what you did to get the company started. Um, because I assume you were working full time when you went about trying to get Fractory off the ground. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and you were absolutely right about this as well, that uh, yeah, we, we are trying to solve basically two problems at once, not only trying to get the customers uh, uh, and a more easy access to machinery, but also trying to fill, uh, fill the capacity caps in, in, in the manufacturing companies and re, uh, basically make their ROI a bit better. But yeah, to start Fractory, I was working full-time. My other two co-founders were working full-time. We were living in different cities. Uh, I, although I knew both of them for 10 years or so, it was still difficult uh, being away uh, to, to actually come up with a solution and, and uh, try and build something. So uh, we tried to do it. We took part of uh, some competitions as well, trying to get some mentoring in how we, how we should start it. And then we were, we were actually invited to an accelerator program, uh, which was a good opportunity for us. And not only it, uh, it would have provided us with, uh, with some great knowledge and fast-tracked us into sort of a startup and digital world, but it also uh, gave us a bit of funding that, uh, that enabled us to, to quit our jobs. So basically, after being accepted into the accelerator one weekend in uh, August uh, 2017, uh, on Monday, we went in, all of us, with papers in hand, uh, quitting our jobs. Uh, so in September, we moved again, actually, not only into another city, but into another country, uh, Latvia, which is a southern neighbor of Estonia. So for the next three months, we, we lived together, we worked together. Basically, it was 24-7 for two, three months, uh, nonstop working, with, uh, three of us to build the, build the product. And we were lucky enough uh, that we were all coming from different sectors and different uh, expertise, uh, that we were able to build the product and start selling it, uh, just the three of us. So we didn't need to outsource anything. Uh, to get going, we didn't need to um, extensively learn something very, very new uh, to, to start it. We just had to be nimble enough and, and creative enough and, I would say, courageous enough as well to, to build a product that was, in the beginning, very, very bad, but actually launch it and, and start selling it. I like how you said that, Martin. You just said that the product was very, very bad, but you got it. Oh, but you, of course. Did, but you moved it along very quickly because if you go to um, Fractory.com today, it's it's very slick looking. It's very clean and crisp, and um, and you know, I want to buy it. I want I, I want to make <laughs> something. Um, so well, you can. <laughs> so you you went to the accelerator, and I like to ask my guests: Did you bootstrap this? Did you um, how did you get the initial funding? 
Yeah, so accelerator programs usually as well, they, they provide a bit of funding. So as I mentioned as well, this enabled us to quit their job. Uh, it was 20,000 euros, so it, 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 it wasn't much. Uh, but it, uh, somehow we managed to track this uh, out for, uh, for nine months before our next investment. But during that nine months, we basically died every other week. Uh, by, by January, the, the 20,000 was basically out. Uh, so we started selling our cars, selling our uh, hobby equipment that we could find in our cupboards and that had some kind of market for it. So uh, basically eBay style selling, selling stuff uh, to get some money and to buy, buy, buy lunch and, and uh, get by. Uh, so there, there was a kind of a period, although we had paying clients already basically from January, but uh, still we were so small that it wouldn't cover the expenses. But uh, it was enough uh, to, and we were growing fast enough uh, uh, that, um, uh, that uh, we, we gained quite a lot of interest from local investors. So, uh, so we took some investment money in already in May 2018. Well, and, and I think that's, that's just fabulous because I, I, I find it always interesting when I have the pleasure of, of speaking to uh, entrepreneurs and founders like yourself that, you know, where's that tipping point and do you ever go to a dark space um, and keep going? But it, it sounds like the three of you were very tight and I think that's yeah, yeah. That, yeah, you had each other. So let's, let's talk a little bit more about the, the, the product itself and, and, and how it works when somebody comes to you and how you, because mm-hmm. um, I've, I've talked to some other entrepreneurs who have, a, who have a, a similar kind of business model, but in a different industry, and they take a lot of care in who they will take on as their, their partners. So can you share a little bit about the actual business model with everybody? Absolutely. Well, like like you said, uh, a platform business is as good as its suppliers are. So uh, same applies to us. So we don't only let, uh, we don't let any manufacturing company to be on our platform. We actually go 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 into quite a lot of trouble into finding uh, initially the suppliers and then uh, validating them. So we do we do a lot of test orders. We do a lot of. Uh, uh, we put our processes in place, like uh, down to packaging, like uh, what kind of packaging must be used, what kind of tapes must be used, uh, what are the shipping labels, so on. So basically, uh, what we want to provide is is a best possible experience for the customers. Although we are talking about an industry, uh, the manufacturing industry that is traditionally viewed as something very dirty and and dark and so on, but it actually shouldn't be. And and that's what we are changing, not only bringing it into the digital world, but also changing uh, changing the whole experience. So so definitely suppliers are important to us. But if we we talk about the product itself for the customer, we try to keep it as easy as possible. So uh, otherwise, when when traditionally companies send out drawings via email, uh, they would essentially do the same thing in our platform. They would upload the same drawings into our platform of of the parts that they want to get produced. Then they uh, then they get the chance to uh, pick 
the materials, the thicknesses, uh, and so on, big the perimeters for their order. But then what happens is, is, is totally different from the traditional way. So the platform instantly calculates the prices, uh, reading the drawings, taking into account the customer location, uh, the supplier availability, the materials, the quantities, everything. So in just a few seconds after the upload, uh, the platform is able to provide with a guaranteed price for the customer. And uh, after the, if the customer is happy with the lead time and the price, they click confirm. Uh, so it's uh, the the end part of is is very similar to a e-commerce traditional e-commerce uh, uh, site uh, layout. And so so basically, what happens after confirmation and payment is they just have to wait for the parts. Uh, our system will take care of the supplier selection, uh, transportation, everything, billing, everything. Well, and I. I do. I, I love it because to get done what you're talking about, I'd have to get on the phone with, with multiple manufacturers, figure out their pricing, figure out where it fits in their production schedule. And I, I think I, in some of your information I was reading that, you know, you can cut, you know, the production time in, in half, if not more. Is that correct? By sourcing a supplier who's got the window, the right window, at the right equipment at the right time. Absolutely. From my own experience and from uh, from our customers' feedback as well, uh, usual production time for an average order uh, that goes to our platform, uh, the usual average is uh, three weeks, and and getting a quote can only take uh, take up to a week. So if you can get a quote in just a few seconds, you you already save basically the time that we already delivered. So so in our system, it's possible to get the parts. Uh, by to your doorstep in the same amount of time that it would take you to get the quotes. So you've grown, uh, you and your partners have grown a big business in a very short period of time. And it, I know it takes a lot of knowledge. I've been doing business 30 years. There are still things I continue to learn. So where are you getting your mentoring and your advice from? Yeah, uh, since we, we, we are uh, investor back now uh, and we, we get a lot of, uh, well, basically starting out from the accelerator was a very good opportunity. We, uh, Startup Wise Guys Accelerator gave us uh, uh, a, like a crash course into the business world and not only just the business world, but a digital business world, the startup world as well, which is totally different from the traditional business. Um, but uh, from there on, we, we, we already gathered uh, quite a lot of mentors. We now have investors who I turned to. One of them is, uh, is, has extensively researched company culture, has written a book about it. So I turned to him about this also investment stuff. I, I turned to him. There are others who I turned to when it comes to finances. There are others who I turned to when it comes to uh, industry. There are uh, some who I turn to when I need introductions in the in in a new market or or in an institution of some sorts or and and so on. So I, so I get a lot of from the mentors and and investors I have met uh, over the over the uh, one and a half year now. But uh, to keep myself and and the team fresh as well, to not forget where it all started and and to maintain this leanness and agility. Uh, I, 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 I am invited to uh, mentor at quite a lot of hackathon events and, uh -huh. and student programs uh, where I'm able to work 
face to face with uh, totally new teams who have to come up with a new idea, uh, trying to build a prototype, uh, trying to get this all, all started from positioning to uh, to wireframing to UX design uh, to getting first investors. So it, it, it's very refreshing uh, uh, to remind how it all started and to also bring it back to the team that is uh, that is building our system today. Well, so now I'm going to flip it. I'm going to ask if we come back and talk to you in five years, what's the vision? Where do you want to be as a company? Where do you want to be personally? Yeah, so um, uh, it, it's a very, very funny question because when the idea came, uh, it, it was, I would say, the first thought of it was a year before we started. And I looked at, the, at my first pitch that I gave in the end of 2016 uh, just to try it out, how, how people receive it. And uh, when I read it, it was so funny to see that it has basically remained the same. The vision of what we're building has remained the same, even though we've learned so much. So what it tells me is that uh, we probably got the larger part or the, or the, uh, the sum of it uh, right. So I would say... Today, I see that, uh, that the vision and what we're building is going to remain the same in five years. Uh, a lot of the nuances will be different, hopefully, and I'm pretty certain of it will be a lot, lot bigger. Uh, and our ambition is to be uh, one of the biggest manufacturing platforms in, in, in the world, definitely. For myself, where I want to be in five years, um, I want to not mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, that might be that might be the most honest thing a guest has ever said. <laughs> uh, and if I manage that, then uh, then I'm pretty sure I, I I will have learned a lot. I will have learned a lot and experienced a lot. So so I think it sounds it up pretty pretty well for myself as well. Not to mess it up in five years. That's. That's absolutely fabulous. That that that's that's pretty great. No, it sounds. Um, I just I love your energy. I love what the company does. I love um, I love people who are solving problems and making business um, smarter. So it's been a joy to speak with you. If people Marcus. want to learn more, where should they go and how can they reach you? Oh, we try to keep uh, keep ourselves in the picture. And once you're on our website, you 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 will never get rid of us. No, but uh, in all actuality, uh, Fractory dot com is our website. Uh, we have built a lot of information into it, so hopefully it's understandable to everybody who has uh, who is coming into contact with manufacturing industry for the first time. But also from our blog. Uh, everyone who has been in the manufacturing industry for a long time, we have written some quite useful articles uh, about their industry. So there's definitely something to learn for, from for even the veterans in the industry. Uh, we also keep ourselves in the picture uh, in Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. So uh, everywhere is a bit of different content. So make sure to look it all up and, and, and we, we try to keep it fun and light and, and professional at the same time. So any feedback on that would be great for our marketing team as well. 
Well, thank you so much. And that concludes this week's episode of Disruptive CEO Nation. If Martin um, shared some information that was valuable to you, reach out to him and let him know. Do take a look at uh, Fractory to um, learn what their business model is and how they are um, going to market. If you know of a disruptive CEO that we should be speaking with, send me a note at connect at allisonksummers.com. Until then, everybody, keep your eye on the future. Thank you again, Martin. Thank you very much. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.